Alright guys, I have a special treat for you today. It is Valentine's Day here at Behind the Timeline. <laughs> but it's Valentine's Day just for Lindsay. Just because for me. I've been told on numerous occasions that this movie is just chock full of crush-worthy scenes of mm -hmm. an anthropomorphic fox you might know as Robin the Hood. The hero. The incredible, the I amazing. Want, the see, here we go. Um, I want you also to know because I'm very excited to listen to all this. Um, I had to grab a beer <laughs> to God, feel like I, I was going to make it through this. Can I go get a beer, dude? You totally can. This is well, America. I want to now. <laughs> I mean, well, now, now hang on. Yeah, I'll wait when for I'm, you. I'm going to keep I'm, recording. You can go grab a beer. Why don't you talk to the people about the I historical will. context while I acquire a beer? Because now I I'm will. jealous. It's not, it's like the afternoon. It's not, you know, I'm like, wait, I were know. they drinking I, for Robin yeah, Hood? We're absolutely day drinking for Robin Hood. And I'm going out to dinner tonight, so I'll be night drinking too. Yeah, it is Saturday. Well, why yeah. don't you tell the people about the year 1973 while I acquire a glass of wine? Oh, I totally will. Guys, it's the year 1973 and we're done. Um, no, just kidding. So... This is actually what's crazy to me, is we jumped, like, from 1967 all the way to 1973. We have a six-year gap of stuff, and a lot of that is, like, our own choice. Again, we skipped a couple movies, Aristocats, 101 Dalmatians, stuff like that. But we're we're all the way into the 70s now. Like, we're, we're getting pretty close on some pretty hefty movies. Um, but... Even more so than the movies, like, we have a lot of stuff going on historically. This stuff is huge, alright? I'm not gonna... I would not shit you, listeners. Uh, first and foremost, Roe versus Wade makes abortion a U.S. constitutional right. I think that's huge. I, that actually might be one of the hugest things we've ever, we've ever covered on here. What is it? Roe versus I've Wade. I've returned. Roe versus Wade is, yes. Yeah. A big um, thing that happened. Yes, it is a crazy... Let's hope it's a thing that continues to happen. Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, Let's, we'll see. <laughs> Life or whatever. Um, also, Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs completed the Battle of the Sexes exhibition tennis match during September of 1973. Um, occupation of Wounded Knee by 200 members of the American Indian Movement also occurred, and the U.S. troops withdrawn from the Vietnam and U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War ends. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, there's one more thing. And the IRA bomb explodes in King's Cross and Houston stations. Yeah, so that's happening. For, for broader context. Oh, 1973, you son of a bitch. Yeah, we're here though. This is like the real, real shit now in the 70s, you know, that's like a lot more relatable, um, a lot more recent stuff that's happening. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, we're in the 70s now. Like, we. This oh, did is you really tell me? Is that where you went to? I was like, my first thought. Yeah. <laughs> you I was like, about this? You skip, like, no, it's just like it's the 70s. Like, we're already here. Yeah. And in that vein, I was excited to see the Oscar winner, something that we know. It's something the that Godfather. I love. Yeah. yeah Godfather. The Godfather. Mm hmm. We have arrived. Mm -hmm. um, also interesting, the top rated TV show was All in the Family. Like, maybe that's something oh, we start yeah, looking dude. at now. Because yeah. now it's, like, stuff we know, you know? Mm -hmm. um, this the, is crazy, because I don't understand your note. What do you mean by The Exorcist 
was the top grossing movie again. Oh, so uh, I mean, I said The Exorcist, and again, damn! Like oh, okay. after I was the like, Oscar wait a winner, hold on. The, yeah, the, the, like, like, have we covered this before? What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, just that again. It's like a movie that we know, like the Oscar winner and the top grossing movie. Both are like movies that we know that are still popular and classics now. Um, and also to explain the Godfather's absence there, because the the third top grosser was American Graffiti. The second one was I can't remember what, but it wasn't that exciting to me um but the godfather while it won the oscar in 73 it was the top grosser of 72 so it mm. was its top grosser when it came okay. out to explain that because yeah. i was like wait really um but that's because it was the oscar the year later so yeah all stuff we've heard of which is really yeah. cool that's pretty awesome actually fun yeah. fact again another shout out from my mom uh the exorcist is my mom's favorite scary movie of all time it is a good scary movie, yeah. and as someone who does not like them very much, that's a good one, and mm-hmm. also scares me. She made me watch it when I was like six. Yeah, I also saw it way too young. Yes. <laughs> well, I could say the same thing about like Terminator, Alien. I watched Jurassic all those when Park. I was a fucking kid. Yeah, dude, I don't understand why Yo. when people say that Jurassic Park is a kids movie, it's so no. fucking isn't, dude. Scared the life out of me for a long time. I anyway, I can't wait to talk about that when we get to the nineties. Yeah. Um, so, Robin Hood in the Timeline, we are, we're actually the third movie into the Dark mm-hmm. Age. Um, so, we had the Aristocats is the first one. We are, uh, this is before Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but after Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yep. Which I actually so, have never seen all the way through. Neither have I. Uh, it's it just, live action, is it not? It's just like Mary Poppins. It's, they go yeah. underwater and, yeah. Uh, I don't need it. I don't care. Animated? Yeah, I don't. I don't really we obviously are it. skipping bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're well into the dark age here, um, but with a movie that I think is a lot better than the last movie, The Silver oh, yeah. Age. Absolutely. And I think it's a good movie to start with, too. I do, too, because we don't need to do Aristocats or bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, it's fine. We're doing Oliver and Company and covers our, our <sighs> animal movies from Wait, the Wait, are age. we really doing Oliver and Company? Aren't we? Or can we skip it? Can I would love to skip, skip both of them. Yeah, I'm, fuck it. Let's not do God. it. Sweet Jesus. We were literally just talking about this on Jungle Book. But no, <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I fucking fuck hate it. that movie. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. Here, again, um, like, we get to this like, every time, and it's something that, like, blows my mind every time. But there is literally... No fucking presence in the park whatsoever. There's nothing in the park about them. Nothing. Not. uh, And occasionally you see the characters themselves, like in Frontierland. Um, But other than that, no, there's no presence in the parks. And that's a fucking crime. This movie is a classic and deserves a ride. I don't know what it should be. I don't know how you could do a ride about this, though. Dude, I don't know. It could be like you could. There could be an archery. So I don't. I don't know. I think. I think that's what they should do: is take out the shooting booth in Fantasyland or Frontierland and put in like a Robin Hood's bow range. That would be cool. That would actually you know, be pretty if, sick. Like you could have like one of the like those things that whatever the mechanics are of the fake guns, you could have it look like a bow and arrow. <laughs> There's no reason you couldn't. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. Come on, Disney. Why isn't Robinson in the park? Uh, it's I just, fucking bullshit. I, one thing I will say that I'm really happy about, this movie has no sequels. The, the, it didn't need a sequel. Because we the whole point of Robin Hood 
is to overthrow or undermine Prince John. And Prince John is gone by the end of the movie. So there okay. really is no other villain to come forward. Everyone that really kind of became a bad guy in this movie gets their comeuppance. I mean, I don't know. Half of the Disney direct-to-DVD sequels have no purpose in being there and are garbage and barely deserve to exist. Robin Hood was poised on the edge of becoming the best dad ever. Why the fuck don't I get to see that? I mean... Come on. She says she wants to have 12 kids, so... Why can't I see a movie about Robin Hood and his 12 kids that he has with Maid Marian? And... Where's that movie? I'm going to jump right into this because I just didn't understand this. They let Skippy come with them? Fuck. Yeah, dude. He's Why? becoming one of the merry men because that's how you become a merry man. You but get they're old. Like, there are no merry men. They're old. No, nah, like, dude. It's... There's none. There's no, no. Even... Even throughout the movie, like when the, before it's over, there are no merry men. Yeah. There's Robin Hood, there's Little John, and there's Firetuck, and that is fucking it. There's yep. no merry men. You could so, say the minstrel was kind of with them, but I don't think he was. He kind of was. He actually, you're right. He kind of was. He also was a minstrel and like is like traveling around camps. Yeah. The bottom line is, I didn't actually um, get to writing a summary for this one, so we can just kind of dive in if we want. The summary yeah, is Robin Hood I mean, steals honestly, from the rich and yeah. gives to the poor and is guys, smoking hot. Robin Hood has been done so many times. Robin Hood, Man in Tights. Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Robin Hood, the, ni- or the fucking 2014 yeah, version. We know the story. Everybody knows this one. This is not one we have to cover. Again, we are also continuing this tradition, and I already said it. The next fairy tale we actually cover isn't until 1989 with The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. But this is another story that is like folklore and legend. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that we're still keeping with this like practice because the next movie, the next Disney movie we cover, uh, I believe Pete's Dragon's based on a book. Pete's Dragon is based on a book, which I will make every effort to read. The next one we're covering though is The Rescuers. The Rescuers, which I don't, which I don't, I don't that's believe based on that's based on anything. I think it was the original story. Which like, it's dope. Let's that's be pretty real, awesome but, actually. Yeah, It'd be like their first the original story. Well, the rescuers and the rescuers down under whenever it shall be. I think that's technically a renaissance film. Actually, I don't know. It is. It came out after The Little Mermaid. That makes it... Oh, Down Under? Yeah, okay. Down Under came out I thought you were talking about The Rescuers, which... No, no, no. Dude, I don't know why, but, like, I remember that jingle that they sing at the Mouse UN... The Rescue Aid Society theme song. I don't know why I what? fucking remember. Dude, I fucking remember it. And I'll sing it. I, I'll sing it when we get to the episode. But Good. I can't wait. Because <laughs> I, I do not. I, I don't know why that's a thing I remember. That, there's two things from both of those movies that I remember. And the I mean, Rescuers Down Under is the pea soup thing. I remember just going, following along with this pea oh, in yeah. the restaurant at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I can't wait to rewatch those movies. I love yeah. me some Bianca. The point is um, that, yeah, this is, we all know the story of Robin Hood. And I like how in the mm-hmm. beginning, the rooster minstrel is like, there's a million stories of Robin Hood. Yeah. And in the animal kingdom, this is our story of Robin Hood. And then the opening yeah. credits are so funny with like Robin Hood, a fox. And it gives the voice actor. And then it gives the voice actor. Yeah, I thought that was really <laughs> was cool. So funny giving all of their like what animal they were, mm-hmm. and I wonder how many of those voice actors were like reasonably famous and people <laughs> like you know, like if that was happening today, that would be so funny. If it said like Robin Hood, a fox played by Chris Pratt, we'd be laughing our asses. Off, oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Well, and the thing I think is really funny too is yet again, we are we we return to the 
the voice acting masterpiece that is Phil Harris as a fucking bear. As a bear. <laughs> Welcome back, Phil. <laughs> well, like, He's hilarious in this, too, he as, is. as little John. Um, and ooh, Delali, I like the music in this movie. So I like the one song this movie has. I really dude, like it a lot. The thing. Like, this movie doesn't have a memorable song, but while you're watching, you're like, bro, this is a fucking bop right now. Yeah, the whole whenever that song's on, I'm like, yeah, Uda Lolly, golly, golly what, what, a, a day. what a fucking day, yeah, I'm like totally. So <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love that song. It made me so happy. Literally when it came on, um, I started singing with it. Like I was grabbing a snack out of the fridge while the movie was starting, and I was like singing the song going along with it. I'm like, yeah, I fucking love Robin Hood. <laughs> Can I blow your mind about a song right now? Yeah. Did you know that uh, Uda Lolly is the hamster dance? Oh my god. Yeah. That does blow my Yeah, you're right. Of course it is. I think I knew that at the time. I well no wonder it was so popular. Yeah. I used to listen to Radio Disney on the radio just to hear that song because they played it at least once a night. And this is back before Spotify and shit. It was good. I also thought this looked better than you know, some of the other shit we've seen since Sleeping Beauty. Does. And honestly the part where they're making like it look like um, Clucky is playing football and it's from yeah. her point of view running up the field. I was like, dude, yeah. this is actually pretty fucking good looking right now. Yeah, it looked all right. And it is still that pencil animation. It is. Um, Although, one of my pet peeves that this movie, uh, uh, first of all, this movie reuses a fuckload of rotoscoping. It's like the most famous for the rotoscoping yeah. reuse. Yeah. Uh, Made Marian dancing is a clear overcopy of uh, Snow White dancing. Baloo dancing uh-huh. is just Little John dancing again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the just there's a around. ton of stuff. They repeat a ton of scenes, like the elephants running back and forth, or the the rhinos rhinoceros guards like running forward. Those scenes get used a lot in yeah. this movie. Um, yeah. I don't really know too much about what happened production-wise, like, in the background of this movie. Uh, but I would Neither imagine I. this is another instance where we're in the middle of the Dark Age. Not a lot of money is being put into this movie. I think that's the answer every time. I yeah. think they weren't... You know, and for as much as I have complained and will continue to do so, that, like, Disney had a working formula, they just failed to capitalize on it or to, like, work on the right. things that would eventually be the things that made them money, like with the princess movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just sort of failed to execute on that in the in the 50s, which, you know, whatever. Um, but I guess they are kind of making a smart move here to focus on the parks and the things that are making the money. Because it's not as though Disney company yeah. is in debt right now. It's just that the movies aren't where the money is. Which is fascinating and, and kind of explains why some of the things, the original stuff in Disney isn't really based on the movies. They didn't mm-hmm. need that capital. They were kind of doing something different. So, all of that's fascinating. But this movie, <laughs> I thought, was great. I thought it looked good. I thought it sounded good. It does, um, actually. It's not. There's a couple moments where you're looking at people cheering, but no noise is coming out of their mouth. Or they just repeat. Oh, that was the other one. Um, during the wedding scene at the end of the film, it's it's just a rehash of the scene of everyone cheering from the archery tournament. They just mm-hmm. don't have the audio from the archery tournament. Yeah. But it's the exact same scene. And I love how you notice that every time because I don't a lot of the time. Like, I know that this movie reuses a lot of the rotoscoping, yeah. but only because I know that because I'm a nerd. Like, not because I saw it, you know? Well, yeah. No, and, and it's just, just like, I thought it was interesting because... I like that. Like... 
there were really well animated stuff here. We get to see Maleficent's fire again, which is gorgeous, and it's when also a part of the fire at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, and the sheriff and lights the, the whole castle right, on fire. They light the castle on fire. Yep, it did look cool. Mm-hmm. And that again, it's it's a part. I think I mentioned this in. It might have been Pinocchio. But this is another movie where it just gets loud out of nowhere. And it's really scary. Like, if I was Ooh, a kid, like, this shit would, like, scare the shit out of me. Like, when Robin Hood's trying to climb up the the tower... Yeah. The music is just getting louder and louder and louder. And mm-hmm. then, like, you're like, oh, my God, dude, this guy's going to straight up die. Because it's trying to raise the stakes for us. And I think it does a great job of doing mm-hmm. it. Like, the, the stakes feel really high in the end there. And, like... Yeah. And it's also, like... Because Robin Hood is so great, and it's just like like I, they do a good job of conveying like the fact that he's actually worried because his confidence is a big part of his character. Yep. So his concern there, I think, works. I right? agree. I think yeah. we can like feel it in the tension. So, I, I want let's just get this off the table right now. What, just get to it. What what it what what is it? <laughs> What Dude, is this? Something, <laughs> something is just Robin Hood is just he's just a man. I because I remember like so. All right, so for those who, if maybe you're just joining us, I've been talking about how hot I am for Robin Hood since like the beginning of the timeline, <laughs> and it's also it's really not uncommon, ladies. I know you know what I'm talking about. Like when when teenagers talk about like what Disney character did you have a crush on, and that you know that conversation that inevitably has happened to every millennial. Robin Hood comes up. I'm not alone in this. And it like I was pleasantly surprised to find that I still felt the same way watching this. I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like his accent and his attitude, like his confidence and like that opening scene with Little John and like he has the arrow through his hat and he's like, Oh, that yep. one almost had my name on it. And he's like, he's just so suave and like Oh, he's just so great, and he's such a nice dude, you know, he, like, rescues the bunnies, and he's, like, he plays the fiddle with his bow and arrow string. Like, he's just awesome. He's, like, down to earth and with the people, and, like, I don't know, he just super does it for me. Like, when he shoots his bow behind the little baby rabbit, like, the Mm. little rabbit, like, is shooting in the end, and, like, the little one thinks that he knocks all these dudes out, but Robin does it. Um, I mean, come on. And he's like yeah. a little bit of like he's like got like a green arrow thing going on. Like the bow and arrow is sexy. I'm sorry, it just is. <laughs> <laughs> Think of, tell me one one archer of any gender that isn't sexy. Like who's known for being an archer. Like they cast Stephen Amell for a reason. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> uh Fuck, dude, you got me there. I was gonna say Katniss, but oh, fuck off! Katniss is so sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) Yeah, I fucked that up. (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, with the bowstring up against her lip, like, come on. Mm -hmm. All archers are sexy. So the and Robin Hood is no fucking no. now I'm having the glass of wine. You know what I'm trying to say. Yep. No exception. Um, you mentioned this a few episodes ago when we were talking in, in Sleeping Beauty, when we were talking about their chemistry. Oh, yeah. And you said Maid Marian and Robin Hood. 
And you were right. They do. Yeah, they are like, they are perfect together, man. It's fire. Like, I can feel it. I, like, really ship it hard. And I don't know why, because, guys, Scott knows this better than anybody. I'm cynical as fuck about romance. I'm like, absolutely, that's garbage. True story. Yeah, and I'm like, I ship this so hard, so I don't know what it is about it, but it's like, it breaks me out of my cynicism. I'm like, no, I believe in love now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I'm telling you. Like, excuse me, the way that... The way they talk about, like, how many kids they want to have while they're whooping ass and trying to escape. And they're like, we're going to have at least a dozen. Oh, I and, know. Like, yeah, these guys he's like, are awesome well, together. Six children. And she's like, six, maybe at least a dozen. And he's like, oh, bet. Let's go. And they're, like, fighting for their lives. Yeah. And he's just like, ha, 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 ha. And dude, like, like one thing great. I did think was weird about that scene is one of the places he offers to take her for their honeymoon is Normandy. France. No, he says. Uh, but that's what Normandy means. Well, okay, yeah. I guess. So this is during like. Um, oh God, you're gonna make me pull out like words. I'm not sure I'm remembering right now. Um, it's during the 13th century. It implies that this is right before uh, or right during King Richard's Crusade. Yeah, this is when it's like the British are like the Saxons and the Normans. Yeah. That's the British and the French. So Normandy okay. is like yeah, that's part of France. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 true. Um, if they, so if yeah, Normandy is France. So that's what they're talking about. Um, All right, I got you. I'm and then last, yeah, and then I guess last my last comment on them is like they get this awesome love scene that is like totally worthy of like the the high class Disney love scenes. Like I agree feel the love tonight in a whole new world like the song sucks but it's the right song, up there okay. so i'm glad you said that because honestly the the song kind of does suck oh sorry for my google home making noise there's a reminder for Lindsay. that's what it says the song does suck go on it just that's what i'm saying like this this movie really doesn't have like to be honest halfway through this movie i actually forgot it was a musical I know, huh? It's really just in the beginning, yeah. and like, the, and I guess they have the uh, the song about Prince John later. That's funny, but Dude. it's not like a banging song. It's just like a funny plot point. So <laughs> that's gonna be my segue right into Prince John. Yeah, let's tell so, me what what is your thought <laughs> about this? What the fuck first are you of all, about? obviously he's like a goof, right? Like he's just he's supposed to be funny. He's supposed to be like a coward and shit like that. Yeah. But what I think is actually really interesting is he's also insanely smart. Like he's he's crazy intelligent. Dude, he knew that if he held an archery tournament, Robin Hood would not be able to like resist showing up. Okay. Fair. He knew that if they baited Friar Tuck being hung, Robin Hood would be like, "Bro, we have to do this. Like we've got to go now." And also the, fair. It it. Yeah. He knows his enemy. He knows how to bait him. Yeah, and he also knew that the stork was Robin Hood without Hiss being there. Like, cause like throughout the movie, Hiss is like, "Yo, dude, this is what's going on. Like, you're not listening to me. They could be bandits." How did he figure out that Robin was the stork? He was the best shooter, and he oh, knew and no he was, one could make those shots no one, other than Robin Hood. Yeah, cause he was showing off. He didn't need to do all that shit yeah. just to win. 
Also, how was he planning to kiss Maid Marian with his like fake beak on? Just for the record, that yeah, that me. was a uh, that was actually something that occurred to me too. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, just kind of like, Robin. what in the fuck? But Maid Marian knew it was him just from his eyes. I'm gonna she get off did. that. And that was yeah, that was actually pretty cool too. But uh, <laughs> while we're together. staying on this like subject of the archery tournament, like everybody that needed to be was a pro shot. Like, when his has the balloon around his head and he figures out that uh, the stork is Robin Hood, and uh-huh. he starts, like, twirling away to try and tell Prince John. Yeah, and he's in the balloon and he's floating. Yeah, the minstrel and Friar Tuck are like, bro, we gotta get this fucker down. And they make the perfect shot to bring him down right in front of where they are. I believe it. Stephen Amell's sidekicks do a pretty good job, too. Oh my or, God. you know, Oliver Queen. We're done with the flash now. We're just gonna be mentioning the arrow every episode. If we're talking about sexy archers, I can't help but mention Oliver Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, unless we're doing Reverse World, and then it's Barry Allen. God fucking, I love the Elseworlds crossover. It's my favorite episode yeah. of CW television. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Sorry, the hundred. All right, the point is, um, yeah, I, yeah. Back to believable that his sidekicks right? yeah. would be okay, but yeah, back to back to Prince John. So like, okay, so or he knows John, his enemy. Yeah. Yeah, he knows he, his enemy. He's smart enough to know, like, do, like obviously he's he took the throne and he wants to hold on to it. But he also is smart enough to know, like, dude, my brother could come back at any time. Like, don't talk about him. And right, like, don't incite, talk shit about like, the true king, like, because that's you can't. He like knows what lines he can't cross. Yeah. He were, he's just such a petulant little kid, and I, I feel like he is supposed to be significantly younger, which is why he doesn't have a mane. I yeah. didn't know if that's supposed to be, like, emasculating for him as a character, or if that's supposed to denote his age. I actually was kind of wondering that, too. Like, is he just supposed to be that much younger? I mean, he could be, like, a teenager lion, right? Early he 20s could lion. Be. And he's because... always sucking his thumb and crying about his mom. Yeah, because... Uh... Uh, what is it? Prince, uh, King Richard. King Richard has a mane. It, he has a mane, but he's also voiced by the same person. No shit, really? Yeah, he is. Because he makes the joke about having an outlaw for an in-law. And that's the only time he talks. But all he did was like make his voice a little bit deeper. But you can still tell that it's the same voice as Prince John. I do love that's that funny. they call him PJ, though. I thought that shit was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh, um, PJ. Do you know I, I like that? You know I do. I, I described him as like a stupid Loki. He kind of is, yeah. Like stupid and meaner. Yeah, like Loki, Loki didn't even want the throne, but he did want to be seen as like an equal. In this, it was like he wanted to be seen as an equal and greater. Well, it sort of reminds me of like in the beginning of Ragnarok, right? When he's sent Odin off. To oh, be yeah. Odin sleep forever, yeah. and then Thor's on Earth, or we're, or off fighting. You I know, swear, I left him right here. Yeah, right. Do you think he's under the rubble, Loki. <laughs> and he's like running Asgard with his little plays and oh all that bullshit. God. Like that. This is totally what that reminds me of. He's like playing king mm-hmm. while Richard's away. But why I think he's stupid is how like like from a practical political oh yeah logistical standpoint, he's an idiot. I mean. Yeah. He just incites the people. Yeah. Him and the sheriff are constantly draining them, squeezing them for money. Like, what did you expect? That's the whole thing. And here's the other part I don't get from, like, a logistical point. And I'm sorry I cut you off right there. No, no, no. Go on. um, 
when if he is if he is imprisoning these people, that's it. Where's the money coming from? Well, that's that what point? I'm saying. You can't just like his whole thing is like he's so petulant. He's like every time he's upset, he's like tax them more, and I'm like, okay. And at the start of this, I was like, cool. So they ask in the opening scene, Little John is like, are we good guys or bad guys? I actually thought that was was really interesting, too. Yeah, and I was like, neat, let's talk about that, because that is kind of the theme of Robin Hood, right? Is he really as good a guy as everybody kind of, like, is supposed to be painting him to be? Yeah, because his whole shtick is break the law for the greater good, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. And so I was like, cool, I haven't seen this movie in a super, super long time, right? Like, maybe there's kind of an interesting discussion about that that I wasn't aware of as a kid, but kind of no. Like, it Mm -hmm. doesn't really pan out because... The, the tax policies are, like, horrific, like, yeah. the starve-your-citizens kind, not the pay-for-your-health-care kind. Yeah. Like, I was like, what kind of capitalist lean are we taking, or are we? Is there an agenda? Is there, like, anything interesting and political to see here? But really, Mm-mm. no. He's, he's just it's, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad on, um, we both keep doing this. We're stumbling over Richard or, um, Prince John. <laughs> Prince John. Jesus, God. Okay, yeah, so Prince John. Like, it's so bad that there's not really a conversation about, like, is taxes a good thing? Like, is it, like, there's, that's not part of this conversation because they're not providing them anything as a result of the taxes. It's just making the monarchy richer. They're not getting anything out of it. So there's, like, no interesting conversation about it. Mm -hmm. It's just awful. And, and tax dude taking presents from tiny rabbits on their birthday. Oh, yeah. Fuck (laughs) you, sir. Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, you can go directly to hell, Sheriff Nottingham. So, what's interesting about him is this is the only... This is the only iteration that I can think of where the sheriff isn't the actual main villain. Yeah, huh? So, that's the original story, is the sheriff is actually the main villain. Everybody knows that Prince John is the, the bad guy. He's taxing everybody. Right. But... The sheriff is the one that's burning houses down. He's overtaxing them. He's beating people. He's imprisoning them for no like, reason. Like, and John doesn't know. Yeah, that's and John's happening. like, oh, he's just like maintaining order and he's bringing me money. Like, who fucking whatever. But that's mm-hmm. why I thought it was interesting that in this, he just like follows his orders. He's like, I'm just doing my job. And I'm like, okay. But he's also a sadistic You're bastard, kind of a right? piece of shit, though. Yeah. Yeah, like and that's following orders is never an excuse that people like very much, right? Right, like, exactly. That's not good. That's and not like, a good excuse. <laughs> every every person that's angry though, in the like all the villagers or whatever, like the citizens of Nottingham, like they're they're really only ever mad at Prince John. Like yeah, yeah obviously Friar Tuck like attacks the sheriff or whatever, and that's how you get arre- he gets arrested. But um. Like, even the the song about Prince John, which I didn't realize this at the beginning, the line is actually a pox on the phony king of England. Yes. So, if anybody here is not aware, a pox is a fucking plague. It's a yes, disease. It They're literally like, bro, I want this dude to straight up get the Black Plague. They're saying, like, God strike him yeah. down with, a with like, a plague, like a biblical shit. Yeah, yeah but, 100%. like, no one really seems to care about the sheriff, which I, I just thought that was really weird. 
think it's because they know that it's coming from Prince John, and yeah. also like fuck the sheriff for sure. Like nobody's. Oh it's yeah, no one's like, like oh, he's not really a bad guy. Oh. Right, like yeah, no one, no one shows him any empathy. But also, like they know that it's coming from John. They know that Richard's not here. Yeah. Like they get that Dad isn't home, and things are fucked right now. And so they're like rightly blaming him. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I agree that the sheriff deserves like a lot more hate, and the whole thing is just crazy. Like, like you said, the, like all the shops are being closed down and stuff, and they're not taxing them. They're just coming in and taking any money that they can find. They're taking everything that everybody has. It's not like a portion of their wealth. It's every dime that you have because it's like a flat tax on everybody. Yeah. That no matter what, you have to just pay us, and whatever the amount is, it's more than anybody has. So they're coming and taking like every penny out of like the poor box. So I don't think there's a super interesting conversation to have around like the politics of this. That like John is just obviously wrong. There's this isn't like a Thanos yeah, conversation there's no, or there's a debate. See, that's that's the other thing that I really do like is in the original story, it can be debated whether Robin Hood and Little John are good guys or bad guys. Right. Because they are products of their situation, right? So mm-hmm. if King Richard high, see this is this just becomes like a what if kind of thing. Like what if King Richard had kept the sheriff employed? Would the sheriff oh, be a better continued. person? Yeah, well that's an interesting philosophical question, right? Yeah. Uh, like Potentially, but no, I don't think it makes him a better person. I think he's still a total asshole. I think that some boundaries might rein him in from executing what an asshole he is. Well, on yeah, the populace. That's, that's true. I think, and that's why following orders is oh is never, never okay a or a good answer. excuse. Yeah. yeah, because it's like, well, good people didn't do that. Yeah, only the assholes. It's not a shield. Yeah, you can't use. Yeah, it like exactly. That. It's like yeah, plenty of people said no to that, mm-hmm. um, but you said yes because it just gave you the opportunity to like be a douchebag. I mean, it's why you see, like, I don't know. It's why like it's why the whole plot of Orange is the New Black, right? Because mm-hmm. shitty people in a position of power do shitty things. Yeah, power corrupts absolutely. Well, which I think is an interesting thing about Prince John that I had in here of like as a villain. Like, he's such a pathetic douchebag on his own. Mm-hmm. But his his petulant bullshit has such a big impact on the people that it's really hard to say he's not an effective bad guy because of the power of the position. And that's what I think this movie is about. It's like, you, like the power of a title matters. You have to make sure it's yeah. in good hands because all it takes is the position to be able to enact whatever ridiculous crap that like yeah. should never be able to happen but if you give somebody like that that title yeah that's a good point think, yeah cause otherwise he's just such a fucking idiot he's like Joffrey <laughs> he's a total Joffrey isn't he yeah he is uh, honestly for lack of a better word he is the Disney version of <laughs> Joffrey. Joffrey 100% dude he's Joffrey after Ned's death but like before Tyrion and Tywin yeah. arrived back at King's Landing like any and and Joffrey also sends the fucking kingdom to hell. Yeah, he does. Just like because I I assume it took a minute for Richard to fix this. Although they did just redistribute the wealth, didn't they? They just broke in and redistributed all the money. They kind of did, then, yeah. Which I'm like, that works. Well, and watch out, Bezos. Robin Hood's coming. I'm going to take all those bags of coins out of your mansion. 
So yeah, that's exactly there. how I bet you that's exactly how he lives. I know that's where the money is, Bezos. I know you're swimming in a swimming pool full of coins, and that we just need a sexy fox to come and Dude, uh, redistribute your billions. <laughs> literally, just makes me think of uh, oh, fuck. What is it? Family Guy. When Peter gets wealthy, and then he uh, he tries to do that he tries to like do the Scrooge McDuck dive, in. and he's smashing, and he's like, "It's not a liquid. It's a solid." <laughs> Oh my god, that shit's just so great. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, all I think about now when I think of that isn't that it's a solid, it's how dirty it would be. Oh, oh yeah. I would, in a million years, you couldn't get me to, even if it was a liquid, uh, even if it was possible to, like, yeah. swim through coins, you fucking, no thank you. Yeah, not a chance would be dead. Absolutely minutes. not a chance You would for sure die. Um, <laughs> anyway. Can I ask um, you a question about this movie, though, since this seems to be, like, one of your favorite? Yeah. At this point... What is Disney's obsession with snakes being able to hypnotize people? Yeah. What's I, going on? I don't understand this. Okay. And also, sorry for Karen. If you can hear Karen whining. Had a lot of audio interruptions today. Oh, yeah. The I Roomba. Can. I thought that I Karen actually thought the there was a TV behind me. No, it's Karen the Roomba fucking whining. This is why she's called Karen, because she gets herself into trouble and calls the manager. God damn it. Um... <laughs> But, but no, that is a very valid question. Are all the Disney snakes, like, that's what you were saying, right? Are yeah. All, like it, are they so all hypnotists? After we were talking about Jungle Book, I started thinking about it when I went to go get my beer. And I was like, dude, okay, so next we're going to have Sir Hiss, and then we're going to have Jafar's staff. Yeah, also a snake, right? And at yeah. least in the case of Jafar's staff, it's a cobra. Yeah. Which is has to be where this trope comes from. That, but it, you're supposed to hypnotize the cobra. It doesn't yeah. hypnotize you. Yeah, they I sway think, back and forth. Ba- First of all, snakes don't have ears, so they sway back and forth based on the yeah. vibrations created from the flute and right. looking at the heat motion created by the breath expelling from the flute. Right. That's and then that's and they it. get in a trance by it. Yeah. I don't think that's even the thing. I don't even know. Like it's. But it's weird that in in Disney, you know, snake hypnotizes you. Like yeah, and it's always like the goofy eyes. Yeah, it's always the eyes, and we talked about that in the last episode with the Jungle Book. They're yeah, like, which and it's like super prevalent in this one too. Place. Like little John, his eyes don't get like colored, but when he sees all the gold, he, he gets like multiple spinning eyes. Yeah, he does a couple times, and it yeah. was really, it's a really weird Disney thing that they yeah. just do for a long time, and it's starting to be clear, like, now that we've seen Little John's, like, version D of this at this point, <laughs> I think, yeah. it's like, okay, so this is just a thing that Disney does. Like, it's there's no trend. It's all over the place, and we're continuing to see it happen in, like, new ways, which is totally weird. Well, um, now that I'm thinking of it, uh, they do it again in Rescuers. When they make Evenrude and uh, Bernard drink the moonshine, their eyes just go fucking ballistic. Yeah, you're right. It's a weird art choice that's that's spanning many decades. That's what's weird about it is that it's still around. Like it's yeah. not like it's like a weird thing that happened for five minutes in the Silver Age or something. Like it's ongoing. And it's really strange, and I don't know what the what the snake thing is. I, I, I mean, it has to come from the cobra trope, but mm-hmm. it is really strange. And I wonder when it stops. Like, is there a Disney snake after this? Uh, 
know. I mean, we have the two eels in uh, Flotsam yeah. and Jotsam. In, uh, Flotsam, or Jetsam Jetsam. In, uh, Flotsam and Jotsam. <laughs> Flotsam they don't and Jetsam. Do it. Yeah, they don't do, do it. Do they? Wait. No, but their eyes fuse together to, form, to show Ursula what's going on. Yeah, they do a weird thing at one point. Yeah. We'll have to look out for this with Disney snakes yeah. because so far, yeah, they are all hypnotists and it's really weird. It is very weird. Um... I had other questions in here, yes. speaking of, like, yeah, so, okay, first of all, did the rooster minstrel come from the Rockadoodle universe? I need you to understand how fucking stoked I am about that question, because you are the only person besides my sister that even knows what Rockadoodle is. I know, because we share this love Dude. of obscure fucking animation from the 90s, and... I Oh my god. Rockadoodle's so scary. It is scary, record. and it's so funny, and it's so good... Um, they went down an adequate pipe. An adequate, it's an aqueduct pipe, you idiot! Oh my god. I have not seen Rockadoodle in like a Dude, cool it's, 27 years. Oh my god. I remember so much about that movie. I remember this, wanting the motorcycle that Rockadoodle had because it was fucking sick as hell. I remember almost nothing from it off the top of my head, except that I know this rooster looks just like that yeah, guy. He does. Like it freaks me out. Like they're the same dude. Yeah. Other things that are the same, the the church mouse that works with uh, Friar Tuck is the same like voice Kermit. of Piglet. Well, it's the voice of Piglet. Is it? Yeah. Well, and I saw like... that in your notes too. The voice, the wife is Meriwether. Yeah. From Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, but so yeah, the voice of the church Piglet. mouse or Father Mouse or whatever he is, because she calls him, he calls him Father. Um, uh, yeah, it's like he's like part of the clergy. Yeah, he. Uh, that's Piglet. That's fast. So maybe I had it wrong and I was hearing Piglet and I was thinking Kermit for whatever reason. <laughs> but I don't know. But I heard, I knew it was something. Um, and then it took me a second on, like, what what made Marion's... Um, Relationship is? You know, like, to the monarchy. Like, what's her status? What's her title? The because only she info says we, the king is her uncle. Yeah, the only info we get is when Clucky says... Uh, your uncle King Richard and so we can we can safely surmise that she is the niece likely by marriage to both Prince John and King Richard but I think it's a sign that Prince John doesn't give a shit about she totally lives in the castle but yeah that was kind of my qu like when they break in or they like go in by accident to get the kids arrow to get the arrow like, yeah the she's castle? there and they're just like chilling that's the only other part of this movie that really pissed me off though really is the two of them are just having fun while the entire village of Nottingham is suffering yeah, they're just well, like let's go play backgammon haha <laughs> we have no idea what's happening outside these walls and well, maybe they don't they I don't, don't know that's the thing like she said she just got back so it implies she's been in like France or something it easily could have been, or like with another, yeah, any any other royalty, because or like she, wealthy. She could have been in like estates in Scotland, right? Like the the monarchy would travel all the time, but, right? But it is the castle, and if if Richard is her uncle, then John is too, unless yeah. he's her dad, which seems obviously not the case. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. But so we do that know that her that and Robin Hood be, knew each other as kids. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Like, what was Robin's position? What was hers? Like, and mm -hmm. is she, is it then by marriage? Like, maybe was she, but she still would have been, 
like part of the aristocracy to have been yeah. able to for any of her family to marry in this high up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, or maybe her mom is like the sister, right, of the two yeah. like princess somebody, John's sister. That's possible. And if that's the case, well, or so again, we go back to the original source material. Robin Hood was a lord of Nottingham. Well, so there you go. Then that makes more sense. Yeah. How they could have been like so his shoulders as kids. Exactly. His his family was well off. Yeah, that makes sense. And then in his absence, the what do you call it? The um, the sheriff and John reclaimed his land, and so he had to live in the forest. Ah, uh, I see. In Nottingham, I mean, all of this. I don't know the Robin Hood story that well. Shockingly, you'd think I would. I kind of did figure you would know it. I'm a little disappointed in you. I know, huh? This is the kind of thing you'd think. And I and I did kind of watch this movie like really soon before we're recording right now, so I didn't like take my usual time to. Oh yeah. Do all my background <laughs> digging, but in a, in most cases so far, like I've already read the stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but this one, I never really. I don't know. Maybe it was too mainstream for me, and I wasn't cool enough. I don't know. I don't know why I never read it. I mean, <laughs> I if we're talking There's about so not many being versions cool enough, of it. There are, that's the thing. Like there are so many different ways to tell this story. Some stories don't even have Maid Marian in them. Yeah. And then which some is stories like she's all about it. And then sometimes Prince John's not even in it. It's well, just like it's crazy. I yeah, you would really think I'd know more about it. Um maybe I'll have to dig into it and see. Um yeah. Settle down, Kevin. Cats are making so much noise today. It's insane. Classic Kevin. Squeaking, I know. Sit down. Um, another thing that I think is important to mention is, like, we're... I'm going to have to, like, really re-up the Disney Legends list because Fuck Lady yeah. Cluck 100% oh, yeah, just got added to the list. Bro, she full-on wrecks these guys with that trophy wrecks arrow. Them. Dude. Dude. An entire battalion of rhinoceros. And she's like, out of my way, scum. <laughs> An entire battalion of rhinoceros. Dude, that's like, she's fucking... Dude, it is. Bro, she's stiff-arming these guys left and right. Again, this is another scene where shit just gets repeated, but... Oh, totally. And then, I feel like it also bears mention, like, we'll get back to clicking in like a split second, but I think it bears mention that the weasels who are the archers are the stormtroopers of this movie. They can't hit shit. <laughs> it is ridiculous that 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 fucking little John and Skippy thought even for a split second that these fuckers hit Robin when he jumped into the moat. Oh, I know totally. And and yet it was, you know, such a triumphant moment when he came out. It was. You know? And I don't know why he waited so long, but I would have been like, "Bro, you missed." <laughs> I don't I right? And he basically does. He gives like a hard fuck you yeah. to them on his way out. He's like, "You can't even get me now. I'm across your moat. Fuck you." I know. Robin Hood is so it's his confidence, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's so kind of that's kind of what he is. Is just like confidence embodied. Just like raw Sexual tension. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of sexual tension, can we talk about how Clucky and Lil John are absolutely gonna fuck? Please tell me you agree. They so like, are, I need dude. that. Like, yeah, he's totally digging on her vibe and she's like, I've been in this castle for like who knows how long. Like She doesn't seem like the kind of fuck around either. Like if no. she knows what she wants and I think what she wants is little John, then she should go yeah, for it. I think she See does. this movie, like it's uh, you know, there's just everybody's an adult. There's no kids in this outing. Yeah. For the first time in a little while, and it shows. 
Because everybody's down to fuck in this movie. Except I do think it's weird. I don't know why. I just, this struck me as super, not uncomfortable, but I was just kind of like, uh, this is, I, we didn't need this. Um, was made Marion's little, like, pretend game with Skippy about him being Robin Hood. And then, like, oh, they're pretending to kiss. I was going to gonna note that, too. I yeah, like that. I was like, I don't... <laughs> I, we don't need this. <laughs> it was, like, super not consensual. He's just, well, obviously, like, he's a fucking, like, he's a little kid. And she just thinks it's cute. And, like, well, boys are like, girls are gross. Well, it obviously wasn't supposed to be romantic mm. or sexual. Well, but I yeah. also think that's still, like... Like, just because kids are kids doesn't mean they don't have the right to say, like, don't touch me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's something to be said for that, where it's like, no, you have to kiss Aunt Mabel or whatever when she comes over. Like, no, you yeah. fucking don't. Yeah. It's your body, even if you are seven. Like, I, and that was my takeaway from that. I was like, I don't like it. Like, made Marion get off of him. He's not into it. Yeah, I, I just, think it's funny. I don't know why. I just thought that was super weird. Again, it wasn't it like, is. this is cringe or whatever. It was just no, like, why are we icky. doing this? Yeah. Icky, yeah. that's a good word. Yeah, I was just like, we don't, mm-hmm. this doesn't need to be in here. There's, a, well, and I'm like, yeah, preach. I'm with you. That's how I feel <laughs> about a lot of, like, a lot of the gender stuff in the movies we've talked about where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to throw a fit. I don't feel like it's the end of the world, but yeah. it's gross. I don't like it. It's like Tinkerbell. I'm like, Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, I think, is just, it. it is like a, it's a, we, I think that it's weird the way we are with kids about that yeah give me a hug give me a kiss give me it well you know maybe i don't want to yeah like <laughs> like i do that with my nephews i'm just like all right guys i'm leaving give me a hug i don't ever say like give me a kiss or whatever but I'm like, no right, but guys, they probably want to if they were like no yuck no leave yeah. me alone like that's when and you see people do it with kids all the time no i'm gonna kiss you anyway i love you and it's like yeah oh they're telling you no i think that's something like and it's not something that we do currently in society very much like that's still totally acceptable but there, i think it's interesting that you pointed out as an icky thing because i noticed it and i was like let it go you preach enough but if you're gonna bring it up, no, like yeah, I intentionally I was, didn't write it down because I, so I was like, let it go, Lens. <laughs> no, I just like it just totally. it struck me as weird and it kind of like derailed the story for a split second. And yeah. I was like, dude, then we just randomly cut to them cooking in the forest. Yeah. I yeah. love that you noticed this because that's how I feel about a lot of stuff when I'm like, yeah. oh, icky, yuck. Why don't I like that? And this, and so I love that you noticed that about this because mm-hmm. I totally did too and like intentionally just was like, just leave it alone. Yep, but yeah, it is. It's not great. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you noticed it. Oh my God. So, <clears throat> so where did you land on this? I'm dying to know what did oh, you think Oh, I gave this, this a movie? seven. I gave this Good, a seven because it was funny. It was funny. It was. I love the repeated joke of him pushing Hiss away and then being like, Hiss, you're never around when I need you. Yeah. I just I thought that shit was so funny because I was like, bro, you brought this shit on yourself. Like, don't be a fucking twit. <laughs> but, like, but like, and I love Little John. He is just, dude, he is how I would be if I were like in that same position like the fact that he's just like solid gold hubcaps I'm like dude <laughs> that is so funny my my only like major issue with that scene and this is just me being a stickler I feel like I, I'm gonna be doing this a lot as we get into more modern movies but yeah the only part of this that really kind of pissed me off was when he drills the hole into the bottom of the treasure chest 
How did the fucking two rhinos in the back not notice him doing that? And how did all four of them not see him walk up to bo- the bottom of the chest? The rhinos are obviously idiots. They, they clearly barely, are. They obviously can't even see. They're all blind. Like, they just are... They're like drones. They just march. They don't, yeah. like... They have no executive function. Yeah. That's it, fair. Through the whole movie. It's really weird. Um, did you give Little John also the seven? Sevens all around? So, I actually gave him a... Or Prince uh, John, sorry. Prince John. Sorry. I Dude, gave him... that there's two Johns, huh? I know. I actually just thought of that, too. Yeah. Um, I actually gave him a six only because... He was very intelligent. Like, it actually kind of surprised me. I was like, dude, he actually, like, kind of figured this out. Like, damn, get on you. Um, I mean, you're right about that. I didn't really notice that. Yeah. But my my big problem with him is he is very flip-floppy with how he is. Like, when he's watching the tournament, he is conniving. He's maniacal. He's calculating. But then, like, literally right as the bad shit happens, he's like, oh! And I'm like, okay, like this. Such a doofus. Yeah, he's just, he's just like, he's I make the lucky. rules. Not it's, so it's, hard. It's like when he like thinks that he's being clever, cool, and everything. Yeah. It's like he thinks he's there's like a camera on him. You know, like he's he's like faking it till you make Dude, it. Dude, that's actually exactly really it. Every time yeah. he's being conniving, I feel like he's breaking the fourth wall and is like, I have to remind you guys, I'm the villain. Yeah, right? But it turns out he's just a doofus. He's I think just he's a 100% fucking idiot. Just yeah. pretending. <laughs> he's just an idiot. And I think it's so funny. I really I really enjoyed that. I I also gave him a 7 yeah. um for his Joffreyness. Yep. And I think he and Joffrey share this that like I think they share a lot like they're total douchebags for no reason. They're totally hateful for no reason. Yeah. And also they should not have the power that they do. Oh, yeah. Anybody who interacts with them immediately has the upper hand over them on an interpersonal mm-hmm. level. But on a political grand scheme level, they have a ton of power. And the, the stuff that they do has, like, a real-world impact on, like, the small folk. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah. I, th- I think they really share that. And that's what makes him menacing and dangerous. But also, he's just a doofus. Like, all of the things that are dangerous about him are about his title and not him as a person. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing threatening about him. There's everything threatening about the crown he wears. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really like. I think that's Mm -hmm. cool in this movie. And also, you were correct. Like, he does kind of know his enemy in Robin Hood. But I think even that just speaks to his idiocy because it's like Robin Hood wouldn't be a problem if you had a sensible tax policy that wouldn't be happening. Oh, yeah. but Like, this you, is... if you were just a good leader, Robin Hood wouldn't fucking exist, you know? Or if Richard could come back from the crusade. Yeah. Ostensibly. So I gave him a seven, but I gave the movie an eight because Uda Lale, I really liked this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was another part that I thought was so funny is in the beginning when uh, she's showing, she's like, I see a man, he's handsome in the crystal ball. And it's his face and his nose is really huge and he just goes, Oodalali. Like, okay, that's pretty fucking funny. That's good. I like that. That's funny. I, as well. I laughed. I thought this was genuinely funny. Obviously, Robin really does it for me. I feel like that the romance totally bought it. He's such a hero. Yeah. He's so brave. He's so confident. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I was surprised by how much I genuinely, like, all jokes aside, like, and also it's not a joke. I'm so hot for Robin Hood. But 
even that aside, like I, I really hadn't seen this movie in in almost thirty years. Like oh, yeah. it really it's, had been a long time. It's been a while since I've seen this. Yeah, and I was shocked by how much I really did still enjoy it, despite the pencil animation, despite mm-hmm. the the reuse of everything, despite it being from a dark age. Like, legit, I enjoyed watching this movie again. Um, and and everything I already said about Robin, just again, just reiterate it. Yeah, all of it. He's the best. Fuck yes, Robin Hood. <laughs> Loved it. All right. Well, with that, I will let you take us out of here. Yeah. Um, so let's see what's coming up next. So we're going to be doing the next thing on the timeline is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And Scott, I would like you to tell me and the people right now, as our resident Star Wars nerd, what is the correct way to refer to this movie? How do you like this movie to be? What is the nomenclature? That's actually, I'm, oh my god, I am actually so impressed that you know that there technically are two names for this. It's a very important question to ask, because it if is. you just call it Star Wars, laymen get confused. True. If you call it episode four, some people, like, that's the most sort of neutral way yeah. to refer to this movie for me, is just call it, which is how I put it in the timeline, on purpose, because I didn't want to offend. Mm-hmm. And then if you call it a new hope, that's very divisive. And I'm aware of all of this, so I want to ask you out of respect, what is your preferred, like, what's your, what are your pronouns around Star Wars episode? So I actually still refer to it as a new hope. And that's because I wasn't around when it was released as Star Wars. Because then it became Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Right. But Star Wars is the technically correct way to refer to this movie. Correct. but I think that that is such a picky nerd thing that, like, like honestly, it just confuses people. And it sounds so sort of uh, well, arrogant. Nerd arrogant. You know what I mean? It's so, like it's like you're trying to talk down to people who don't get it. That's how I always feel about calling it Star Wars. Is right. People and who that's, you know aren't massive fans are confused. It, well, exactly. And that's kind of the big problem with it, too, is on its theatrical release... It was in, in 1977. It was literally just called Star Wars. It wasn't until 1981 when it was re-released in theater shortly after The Empire Strikes Back that it had been changed to Episode Four, and the subtitle A New Hope, mm-hmm. because then it was revealed that Lucas had actually intended this to be a Sunday morning space opera, like you know Flash Gordon, um, mm-hmm. and there was like this immense world that he created. Um, so yes, I refer to it as Star Wars episode four a new hope because that is what it's known as now i feel like the people who saw it in theaters for those four years where it was just star wars those are the people who are like no it's not a new hope that's yeah that's those are definitely the people but i really love um i've been slowly as we approach star wars kind of probing you with some of these questions that i find to be controversial among star wars Mm -hmm. fans and i'm finding you to be a very flexible I am open-minded, welcoming Star Wars fan, and I really like that because you mm. never know that fandom is fucking dicey, man. That's you very can, true. Um, I understand yeah. how you can walk into barbs in the Star Wars fandom. So oh yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I've been gently probing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I've never actually told you my backstory with Star Wars, so that's how when we get to we'll it, when we start next, recording, that's how I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm going to let you know. So like, speaking of me trying to take us out of yes, here, seriously, um, we will talk more about Star but Star Wars is going to be like the next thing that we do, so I'll probably be like next week. Um, we're going to be continuing with the pop culture playback. I know what it's called. Um, 
<laughs> and so we'll, we'll be continuing with what if and, you know, whatever else is kind of going on until such time as we decide to dedicate more time to a live show. We'll also have Venom, the Venom review out soon for Let There Be Carnage. Um, if not already when this is coming out, like maybe we're going to have that like right around the same time as this episode's dropping. I don't know. Cause we're, um, I don't know. I don't know when things are coming out. We're going to find out. It's going to be really exciting. (laughs) But uh, you can send us feedback. We would love to hear what you guys think about all of this. And um, we'll talk about it in the next episode. You can send us feedback at gobehindthetimeline at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, if there's something you want to talk about, definitely hit us up there. We would love to have you guys. You can also get us at Instagram at gobehindthetimeline and on Twitter at behindtimeline. So keep an eye out there for memes and episode announcements. Make sure you guys subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And until we see you next time, stay nerdy. See you around, guys.